Welcome to Elite with Mackenzie Halliday. My goal with this podcast is to help you realize that you are enough as you are, but that doesn't mean you stop working to be better. You have been given one life. So pick up the pen and be the author of your own story. You have the power to create the life you want instead of settling for the one you've been given. The journey of growth is going to be uphill, and at times the path may seem lonely, but you are a fighter, and I know you've got this. Let's live our best lives. Let's level up. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am so excited about today's podcast. I already know that it's going to be great because we have a special guest here today. Today on the show, we have Kristen Andrews. I am so excited to have you here. I already know it's going to be so good. So for those of you who don't know um, Kristen, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit how, where you got to be where you are today. Hey, um, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. This is so, so fun. Um, so I am a first and foremost mother of six, which as I look at people like, you know, photos on Instagram or Christmas card pictures with six kids, I'm like, what is that woman's problem? Why does she have so many kids? And then I count them. I'm like, oh wait, I have that many kids. That is so weird to me. So I still, it still blows my mind. So I have four girls Um, oldest is 13 and then ended with a surprise identical twin boys and they are the loves of my Mm -hmm. life and I can't imagine um, having not followed that prompting just to have one more (laughs) and you got to go with that boy (laughs) and we got and we got to so that's been super fun Um, but we were talking before the show and you're like I have two and I'm like oh my gosh you couldn't pay me to go back (laughs) and have two kids it's all hard it's all hard. hard. Six kids is hard. One kid is hard. It's all hard. You're all overwhelmed at that point already. Exactly. So why not just keep going? Exactly. 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 Um, and I also, um, my husband runs Traeger Grills, and so I'm actively involved um, with that. Not on a day-to-day basis, but definitely a weekly basis just doing, you know, everything from cooking classes to giving back in the community to community engagement and things like that, which is super fun. And then my Real passion um, as of late has been um, giving back in the community. And when people always ask, they now ask for my title because you can't really use mom anymore when you're (laughs) out doing things. And I've come up with the term community champion because I really am. Like I want to champion causes and people and um, those out there that don't have a voice in our community. And I've just found such a love and passion for it It literally gets me up and going (laughs) super early in the morning because I'm actually, you'll see I'm in slacks. Like I've been worn like gray slacks from Banana Republic in probably 15 years since I used to work, but I'm like going out and doing interesting things and meeting interesting people. And I really hope making an impact in our community. And it has just spoken to my soul and lit a fire in me that I didn't know was possible. So I love that. I love that a lot. Okay. Coming from your little intro, you can tell that you are somebody who has a lot of energy and does things that also take a lot of energy. And I firmly believe that energy isn't something that you can just like want to have. And it comes to you energy and motivation and things like that come from what you do. And there's obviously things that give you energy 
and things that drain your energy. I mean, like working out, it takes a lot of energy to do, but yeah. then in return, you get so much more energy. So what are the things that you do to give yourself energy throughout the day to be able to do all the things that you do? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, and I'd say two main things. One, and I will, I, there's a big asterisk, right, in this whole podcast in that it may not be your season for some of the things I'm talking about. Absolutely. So my first one, for instance, is sleep. You may <laughs> be having a harder time finding yes. sleep right now. But when you can choose, when you have a choice to sleep or watch Netflix, when you have a choice to sleep or stay up with girlfriends till 1 a.m., mm-hmm. I often will choose sleep, 100%. almost always. I love it. And so if I can get good sleep, I can really do anything. And I'll tell you, I go to sleep by, you know, probably 10 and I'm up probably by 5.30 or so to try to get my workout in so I can get everything going. So between the sleep and then getting enough sleep where I can get up and move my body, mm-hmm. moving my body, like you said, it takes, and for me, it's that ritual, right? It's that oh, ritual yes. of like, the alarm goes off, I get up, I get my stuff it's on. It's just familiar now. Yeah, That's and I do. know I feel zero energy at that point, mm-hmm. but there's no question. I'm never asking myself, am I going to work out this morning? Yeah. It's, it's never a question that enters my mind. The, the choice is already made. And so then by the time, you know, I'm up, I'm going, I'm drinking some water, and I know that that energy will come, especially as I start moving because mm-hmm. I have prior history. Yes. It's a habit. I know yes. that I'm going to feel so good when I'm sweaty and running up to wake my kids up, and I can check that off the list. Mm-hmm. And so those two things, like by the end of, and, and I will say, I also at night listen to like a spiritual podcast or some kind of uplifting um, talk or something like that. And so I feel like between those, like call them 12 hours, I've like nourished my mind. Mm -hmm. I've nourished my body in sleep and um, exercise. And I feel like I can check off a lot. Like even if the rest of the day totally goes (laughs) downhill from there, I'm like, you know what? I've slept well. I've worked out. Like I've done a lot of good things. You've taken care of yourself, which allows you to give your best. Right. And so some days you have a lot of energy and I, probably just naturally do it. And some days you don't, but when you kind of can start off that way, I think it just leads you into this really great, um, start of your day. And it's just, you know, so much of it is mental and mm-hmm. expectations. And when you know, like when things are outside of your control, like kids and things can always change things, but what you do have control over like sleep sometimes without babies, um, <laughs> yes. I try to really harness that. Yes. I love that. And I, believe so importantly in taking care of yourself if you want to be able to give your best to other people because you're not going to be able to give what you want to give to anybody else if you're not taking care of yourself. So what are some of the other things you do? We talked about sleep. We talked about getting a workout in and taking care of yourself, getting almost like a head start on the day instead of waking up when your kids wake up and almost feeling like you're starting the day playing catch up. So what are some other things that you do to show up as your best self for both yourself, for your spouse, for your kids and for everybody else. Right. One thing that I'm a true believer in, and it took me years. I mean, let's see, I think we've been married for like 16 years, but, uh, my husband used to work a ton, travel a ton. I had one baby then I had two babies and it was like, I remember crying when he was on business trips (laughs) because he was never home. And it was like, poor me. I'm the victim. It was really hard. I got married a little bit later, had kids a little bit later. And, um, then one day it clicked, like 
you have to take care of you. <laughs> like no one is watching out for you mm-hmm. like you are. Yeah. And so I don't look for Jeremy to make sure that my needs are met. I don't look for him to, you know, we often think that people are going to read our minds. Yeah. And so when I need girlfriend time, I get girlfriend time and I put it in our calendar and we schedule it. And I'm like, this is what I'm doing. Yep. This is what's going on this morning. I had to be out the door at seven 30 this morning. So it was in the calendar and Jeremy knew you're in charge of the kids this morning. I'm taking off. You need to get him to school <laughs> because that's like, he's going to support me and I'm going to support him. Yeah. And so I'm not asking permission for that, sure. but I'm telling him these things are important to me. And mm-hmm. if you could help me, if we can work as a team. And so I think just speaking your needs, saying them out loud, Hey hun, or whoever it is in your life, like this is important to me. I would love your support. Let's be team. And of course you need to be a team player and do that for them as well. Mm-hmm. And I would say it's not, you know, I talk about it's not tip for tap, but like you do that and support them. And I guarantee they're going to want to do that for you. Yeah. Um, the other thing is once again, in seasons, because mm-hmm. for the last 14 years, I haven't been able to do this, but I do find things throughout the day. Now it's all day when my kids are gone, but that are just for me. Yeah. And so if the whole day is dishwasher and laundry and this and that and that, and it's like, by the end of the day, I pick up my kids and I'm drained <laughs> because I've just been doing something for everyone else yeah. all day. And now the hard work starts. Now exactly. they kids from school. Yeah. <laughs> and so whether that's a walk with a girlfriend, like it doesn't need to cost money. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be shopping. It doesn't need to be anything like that, but it's a walk with a girlfriend. It's a call with a friend or your mom mm-hmm. or like just doing something in your day, even putting your kids in front of the TV and saying, I'm going to watch a 30 minute show. Like do it. Like you need to fill your cup. Your kids are definitely not going to fill your cup. Truth be told, your husband is not going to fill your cup ever. You are the only one that has control and power over that. And so you have to watch out for yourself. I love that. I love how much I can just hear it. And you talking about how you are in control of your life. And I feel like it's so often Especially I think sometimes as moms where we feel like we have to rely on other people to make us happy or to fill our needs or we feel like we can't do certain things because our priorities are our kids. But just because, you know, your family is a priority doesn't mean that you can't make decisions and choices and do the things that make you feel like you. Yeah. So I love that. And actually making, doing what you just said and what we were talking about is making your family a priority. 100%. You being whole and full and happy. And, you know, I talk a lot about working on your marriage and like having that be so important to you Mm -hmm. only enhances and benefits your family. Studies show it in a funny way. I think there's like some guilt around that sometimes, but like science proves it. Yeah. And I think naturally as moms, when we put ourselves before our kids, we do feel guilty. But like you said, Sometimes we have to do that. Otherwise, we we cannot show up for our kids how they need us to be. Absolutely. So it's I feel like it's almost worse off if we sacrifice ourselves and 100%. we're going to be a, a worse mom, a worse spouse, a worse yeah. friend if unhappy. we're not taking care of ourselves. To grow up in an, with an unhappy mom, I guarantee does way more mentally yeah. <laughs> over time for children than growing up with a mom who might take a little bit more time off and comes back happy. Absolutely. Like being in a happy home is, is amazing. It's, it's a miracle and it's, you know, a lot of us had that and some of us didn't. And I think we can attest to both sides of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So speaking of family, you have six kids mm-hmm. and I know you do so much. <laughs> so I, I know you probably don't get as much time with your kids as maybe you would like. So how do you find time to spend with each of your kids and what do you do to make that time special to make each one of your kids feel seen and unconditionally loved? Because I'm just with two kids. I'm sometimes like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm leaving my toddler behind and she's not getting my love. So how do you with six kids be able to make each of your kids feel seen and special and loved? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, One thing is when I pick them up from school, I try to be done with all of my stuff. Mm -hmm. So I try not to schedule anything for me once school is over because I know that that time is precious and yeah. as your kids get older you realize like it's it's it truly is fleeting um and once someone once said I think it was actually on an Instagram post I said I always tend to go into the room where the little kids are watching the movie not the room where the big kids are watching <laughs> the movie and I had those resounding like hundreds of replies that were like no you always choose the big kids like they're going to be gone before you know it mm-hmm. and it's easier to go snuggle the little kids they're not as sassy yeah. they are, you know? <laughs> but um ever since and this was years ago I always choose my big kids so as I have six kids and I have to sometimes choose who am I driving carpool who am I spending more time with mm-hmm. I tend to always try to choose my older kids over my smaller kids yeah because I have my little boys are five like I have 13 years with them. Yeah. My oldest one, I have three or four years with her. Oh my and so I realized, and so if I'm going to drive dance carpool, I'm going to be there with her. If mm-hmm. I'm going to go, um, if she needs to go get new shoes or whatever it may be, like I'm going to take her and we're going to go. And so same with my 11 year old and my nine year old. And so those that are a little bit trickier relationships, I try to spend more one-on-one time with them because mm-hmm. they're, you know, trickier kids and it's harder to bond with them or we, you know, yeah. butt heads a little bit more. And so, um, we really do focus on one-on-one on, one on one time. And crazy enough, it actually ends up where, you know, half the kids are at piano and this and dance. And so then you have two kids home and then you can really sit and read mm-hmm. with two kids. Or you can say, hey, let's, you know, come grocery shopping with me. Yeah. Those kind of one-off moments. And they're never big. They're never a big deal, but they are. Yeah. You know, they're this trip to the store with the seven-year-old. Or um, sitting, you know, on Amazon and getting her Christmas. Christmas presents for her friends. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's important to her. Yeah. You also realize that how you want to spend time is different how they want to spend time. Mm-hmm. Right? So sometimes like, watch me do this game on my phone. And I'm like, I want to throw the phone across the room. And <laughs> I realize they love this game. They want me to watch them yes. play this game. Yes. And so that's how I connect with them. Like I sit on the floor and I watch them play this game. It's mm-hmm. not, let's read books. It's like, that's not how they want to connect with me. So <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to pay attention more to that. And that's actually like how to be child led. Yes. Rather than me try to lead the bonding, and it works so much better that way. <laughs> and I think, I mean, we've probably all heard this before where, like, somebody coaching an athlete coaches each athlete differently based on their personality and what they respond to. And I think that goes hand in hand with how motherhood oh, works, too. You know, each yes. child requires something different, and what works with one is not going to work with another. And one may need more time, and one may need less time. That doesn't mean that you know you love them differently or one more or one less but that's just we have to adapt to what yeah. who they are and what they need yeah I also yes I totally agree and that's my biggest surprise with motherhood <laughs> by far I'm like wait I can't just raise them all especially I had, eight, I had six and eight years so I'm like oh my gosh and they are they couldn't be more different but I also sometimes like I'll turn and I'll think okay fourth like let's say I'm having trouble with my fourth grader I'm like what do I remember about fourth grade like barely anything. I like kind of remember my teacher, 
but I'm sure I remember like the feeling in my home and whether I was loved. And so sometimes I think we can get so focused on like doing everything right for each kid and blah, 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 where it's like in the end, just like love them, like yes. let most things go and just love them, be there, be present, which I know is so hard today with phones and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But I think like, I just want them to have, a, to, when they look back to their childhood, like it was an amazing childhood. My mom loved me. Like mm-hmm. she was there and she loved me. And she also did a lot of cool stuff. Like, uh, I have that. That's my asterisk. I and mean, you, you definitely know. did a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> you know, but, like, she she cared about, like, she cared about us, but she also cared about helping other people abroad. It's like, so that's just mine. Yeah. You. So, like, what do you want your children to remember? They're not going to remember all the little tiny details. And honestly, if we get too bogged down in that, we're going to start having shame and guilt and feel wor- worse about ourselves. And their childhoods, to me, will actually end up, worse when we beat yes. ourselves up do the opposite then just like let doing. go and love and like do your best new day tomorrow absolutely and loving yourself and loving them will go so much further than like any parenting book I think can ever really take yes us. especially after having my second like five weeks ago yeah. and just feeling so like in over my head I'm like I have all these things I'm wanting to do not many of them actually get done but I'm like thinking about it I'm like the one thing I want my children to know, if anything, is the unconditional love I yeah. have for them. So it's like sometimes you just kind of have to let some things go. Absolutely. And things aren't going to be perfect by no. any means. But if there's one thing I don't want them to question, it's the unconditional love I have for them. Yeah. And that for Jesus has for them. Yes. That they are so unbelievably loved. Yeah. And the conditional part is actually hard. Like it really, like we do, right? We yes. love them unconditionally, but there, we often uh, punish conditionally. We withhold things conditionally. Yes. And so it's interesting as you parent, like trying to find that. And I still don't have the answer. And it's hard because it's not intentionally. It's totally. just like your natural reaction. Yes. Yeah. And then as they get older, um, I was just with some teens who struggle and um, at this high school that I work with. And they just said like, my parents don't like they're not there they don't love and I thought all they want is just like a loving parent mm-hmm. you know they said I can't be myself like they were saying all these things and I thought just like that one loving adult um can make all the difference in our lives so absolutely absolutely okay so on the topic of parenting what would you say to a mom that is struggling right now I know recently you've talked about that you guys are like in your sweet spot with your kids the ages no diapers no oh, naps yes. all that stuff but what would you say, because we all go through it, and there are definitely different seasons. Oh, my gosh. What would yeah. you say to the struggling mom that is barely getting herself up out of bed in the morning and yeah. wondering when things are going to get better? Yeah, that's a really – and there's so many levels to that, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're truly, like, having a hard time getting out of bed, like, talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, tell someone close to you. If it's hard to tell your husband, tell your mom. If it's hard to tell your mom, tell your best friend. Like – just opening up that shamefulness of depression or anxiety or whatever you may have, like mm-hmm. just talking about it. So that would be my first thing. Like if you're struggling, even if it's not pure depression, even yeah. if it's just like, I am just, this is so hard. Just saying, this is so hard mm-hmm. and talking to friends and maybe getting off of social media for a while. Um, and my answers are honestly the same. It's like, try to get more sleep. Um, try to move your body. If you don't like, workout videos, go uh, on a walk. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't like Pilates, try Zumba. You know, like, just... It doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter. Go. Just move yeah. or stretch. Like, move your body a little bit every day. Like, get outside. 
um, do something when I feel like I'm repetitive, but like do something for you, like call yes. a friend and be like, I am struggling. Can you go to lunch? Like, even if you have to bring your toddlers and it's a disaster, <laughs> like at least you went, you got dressed, you got out of the you house, made, you put on a little bit of lipstick or yes. something and, um, plan something. I think always having something like ahead, you know, knowing that Friday night I can go on date night. Um, but to me, like being real with your family, with your loved ones, um, saying it out loud takes away the power takes away the shame. Um, and knowing that so many people, I will say I was barely keeping my, I mean, this is probably an exaggeration, but <laughs> I was barely keeping my head above water. Like I felt, <clears throat> felt like for so many years we were just surviving, um, you know, kid after kid after kid and then pregnancy. And mm-hmm. it was really exhausting. And I, so I'd always try to find the moments, you know, everyone, I was saying like the grandmas in the store, like, Oh, this is going to pass. And you're like, no, this is so hard and I'm so tired. Like you, you don't understand. You do not remember. Like that's why. And so for me, if I were to see a mom, it's like, just find like a moment today. Cause you know, I went to my little boy's nativity today mm. and I was like, that 15 minute nativity will take me so far. Yes. Um, down the bad days of mothering because and it was like that moment. Like most of the time they're wild crazy boys and I cannot <laughs> control them but the nativity it just gives you that push to keep going yes right it just keeps you that like oh my gosh and so finding like one moment like you're not gonna enjoy the whole day yeah you're not gonna enjoy grocery shopping <laughs> with all your kids you're not gonna enjoy when your teenager like runs away from home like there's gonna be a hundred different mm-hmm. things um like just find a moment today find something for yourself and take care of yourself mm-hmm. you know if you're binge eating if you're like I'm just thinking there's a hundred different things that's like oh, why am I doing this? Like, talk to someone about it. The yeah. more that you can be open and honest, it just takes takes so much of that away. And then you can kind of move forward a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And kind of what you talked about, you, keep, you feel like you are repeating these things. But honestly, these habits like sleep and moving your body and eating foods that are going to make you feel good, they are so... I mean, they affect everything in your life. Absolutely. That's why there's, that's why everybody talks about them so yeah. much. And yeah. you're like, oh, why are we talking about this again? It's because it's it true. works. Yeah. Yes. And if you're the yeah. one saying that, then you're probably the one that needs to keep hearing it because right. you're not living it yet. And I love that. And we talked about um, opening up and maybe talking to a friend or something. I think as moms, we can feel definitely like alone in our yes. problems. And I feel it's so important to have friends, but it may not always be the easiest thing for us to find friends. So what yeah. is the importance of having friends, having people to talk to, and then how, how do you find friends? I know, and at different stages of life, it's easier to find friends. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find friends with different personalities. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it can be tricky. So I can only speak from my own experience, but... I am just a big believer in initiating. So I moved to Utah, gosh, 15 or 16 years ago. I did not know anyone. I had just gotten married. We moved into a little um, area in Sugar House. And I think it was like September we moved in and Jeremy and I were like out on a walk and I'm like, I'm going to throw a Christmas party. And he's like, we don't know anybody. And I'm like, no, I'm going to, I mean, once again, this is my personality. So asterisk <laughs> again, like maybe you're not throwing a Christmas party, but like, I'm going to go to church or um, the preschool or whatever and put out a little note that like all the preschool parents are invited with their kids to a little lunch at my house for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I know that may seem totally overwhelming to some and it may seem like, what a good idea. I totally do that. 
but like do it anyways. Yeah. And maybe it's two girls. Maybe it's, there's some cute girls in the preschool pickup line or the elementary or the, now as I get older, that's where it gets harder because you, you're not as friendly with their parents. But yeah. um, like in the situations that you're in, try and look for your people. Um, and if they don't respond and they're not getting back to you and you feel like it's actually making you feel worse, then they're not your people and, and keep going. There's going to be somebody else. Yeah. But I'd say initiate and invite. Um, don't always, like there's plenty of things I'm not invited to <laughs> every day, probably. Yeah. Um, but I initiate, I invite, I do my own things. And so when I'm like, wait, why was I not included in that? It's like, you can't include everyone. Mm-hmm. You can't always be invited. And so we kind of have to know that. And then make your own fun, yeah. you know, invite your own parties. And it could be like, just come over for a Diet Coke and come hang out while our kids are at school. Or do you want to go grab lunch um, or whatever? Do you play tennis? You know, yeah. getting, and I will say having hobbies like running or tennis or high fit, things like that. It's a lot easier to make friends that are similar that maybe, yeah. you know. Something um, easier to bond over. Exactly. Where you yeah. know you're going to see them at class and then you like go and get a drink after and you just start forming those friendships slowly but surely um and then being vulnerable and saying this is so hard I just had my second baby and I'm drowning yeah how did you do it you know how do you feel even if their experience is totally different like you opening up and being vulnerable mm-hmm. like that will just bond you um and some relationships will stick and some won't and some will be for a season and then they'll pass and that's okay too mm-hmm. and so I think um just being very open um welcoming warm and then I always say, like, invite them into your home. Like, once you've invited somebody into your home, there's just a connection that you can't replicate. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that you talk about initiating because I feel like we want a new friend. Odds are other people want one too. And they're, yeah. they're scared to initiate just like we are. So when we initiate something... It's giving us both that blessing that we're really wanting, but we're scared to do. So it's like oftentimes the other people around you are thinking the same thing. It's just who is actually going to act on that feeling and be able to, you know, make a change. Yeah, and do you know who? Zero. (laughs) Nobody does. So you have to be the one. Yes. Like, you know, it's hard. It's hard. And I have a couple friends who are the initiators, and we're like, why are we always the ones initiating? And we just realize. Life is full of very passive people, and they all mm-hmm. want to go to the party. They all want to be invited to the party, but nobody wants to throw the party. Yes. And so you're probably, you know, going to be very popular if yeah. you invite because everyone's waiting to be invited, yes. and everyone wants to be included. And yes. so don't think that no one's inviting you. No one's inviting anyone. There's just a couple of us, and if you mm-hmm. become that person, it's it's actually a really great place to be. Yes, yes. I love that. Okay, last question about family but and this one does not have to do with kids well I guess technically it does a little bit but having kids how do you keep that flame between you and your spouse yes it becomes so much more challenging when you have kids so what what do you do yes and once again with seasons like in baby making season I feel like oh my gosh that takes so long (laughs) you are pregnant and then you have a baby and it's like definitely harder to keep that alive but um you know, first and foremost, like, and, and I'll go into more like specifics, but like having respect for your spouse, like respecting him as a man, as a human, um, to me is like just that base layer 
of respect and love. Like, you know, we all know, like we fell in love with them at some point. We love them. And that goes up and down depending on the day. (laughs) But like having true respect as like a base of the relationship to me is so key to that. Mm -hmm. And then even as you kind of waver through pregnancies and different things and highs and lows, like there's still that base level of friendship, of respect, and of course love. Now, on top of that, so that's, you don't, you want to kind of try to keep that up, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. If you let that go too low and you go down lows and you don't kind of bring it back high enough and try to keep there, I think that it's really hard to connect. Mm-hmm. So I always say, you know, spend time with each other, flirt with each other, um, be silly with each other, send them cute texts. Um, like, you are their girlfriend. Yeah. Like, you. Continue to date your Yes. And, yes. like, be funny, be sexy. I could get a lot more explicit, but I won't. But like, that is who, like who you are, like your mom, but really first and foremost, you should be like wife and spouse and mm-hmm. partner and girlfriend and fun and silly. And I know that that comes like last because life is heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can even like fake it and then it becomes funny or silly or whatever, yes. I mean, even if it's in bed at night or it's on date night, um, but taking that time and removing and like throwing away just for a few hours mm-hmm. the mom hat like you have to leave that because mm-hmm. how are you sexy when you're like mom yes you're not <laughs> and you're nagging and this, da, da, da. and it's like probably pretty tolling on a spouse mm-hmm. and so I'm like if we're going out for date night or we're going on a weekend away like I am totally forgetting about the kids mm-hmm. and I'm Kristen again yes like you have to but if you, once again, if you go so far away from Kristen, it's really hard to bring her back. Mm-hmm. You go on vacation, you're like, it took me like three days to like bring Kristen back because mom mode is so heavy on mm-hmm. me that I can't, it's suffocating me. And so for me, like I need Kristen very close to the surface. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, yes. because if she's so far down, it's the longer I it actually, takes to get back. Yeah. And I actually think it doesn't always come back and I mm-hmm. think that's really where marriages suffer to yeah. be honest yeah um, it's like you've forgotten who you are and let's be honest it doesn't really happen with our spouses mm-hmm. um, they're they're Jeremy all day long yep your mom <laughs> all day long and and that's when I go out in the world or with girlfriends I'm like I'm Kristen for a minute mm-hmm. and so keeping her at the surface is so important to me because then I'm absolutely 100% better spouse I can quickly become fun at night mm-hmm. I can quickly like last night I came home and I like grabbed his butt low and tight <laughs> and my dad was in town it was so it was like funny and I was yeah. like and I'd been gone all night and he'd taken you know babies out for me so I'm like he's awesome and so I like did that and it's just like this cute tiny little gesture I could have walked it's like that sliding door moment I could have walked right past and been like why is the house a mess but I'm like no I'm like grab his butt and turn him on yeah so it's those little choices like it didn't it just takes some thoughtfulness and Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. And again, kind of like we've talked about before, I think when you put your relationship first and put some effort into that, it will then help you be a better mom. Oh my gosh. Kids. A better mom and showing a healthy, thriving marriage. Mm-hmm. Our kids are watching us. Like our kids, well, I know when they see us like flirting or doing whatever, like they're watching it and they'll even be like, mom. And I'm like, <laughs> they're like, this cringing. is the best thing I could ever do for yes. them. I'm showing that like, Yes, we get in, we don't get in ton of disagreements, but yeah, we can disagree, but we're also like totally in love and mm-hmm. we can even be silly and fun with each other. And if he does something that offends me, like we can talk through and they see that, but then they also see so much, you know, love and mm-hmm. passion and 
it's like, that's what I want for my girls. So you yeah. need to model that. Yeah. Cause there's nothing, there's no greater teacher than by example. Exactly. And so that's how they see it. I love it. Okay. You talked about this a little bit in your intro, how, um, these service opportunities are kind of like what gets you out of bed and what's lighting your heart on fire. So Tell us a little bit about the current, I know you're working on one specifically, current project you're working on, and then how, if somebody has something they're passionate about, how do they find a way to get involved? Yeah, and I'll answer that one first. Um, I think it takes a lot of watching and learning and asking questions and following different nonprofits on Instagram and signing up for their newsletter emails and you know, like if you care a lot about refugees, you could start following different refugee groups in your um, area. If you care a lot about single moms, you could start following single mom foundations or nonprofits. If you care about dogs, you could start, you know, like, so just, Whatever find, yeah, and then just start learning about them. What, where's the gap? What's needed? Mm-hmm. Um, reaching out to them, you know, around the holidays, we're always looking for opportunities, but of course we're needing to serve all year and the people that we're helping over the holidays need it in the summer mm-hmm. and in the fall and yep. in the spring. <laughs> and so keeping them top of mind and saying, Hey, I want to get involved in your organization. What can I do? And it's not always going to be handed to you on a silver platter. A lot of people want me to say, here's what you can do. Mm-hmm. And it's easy and they show up and it takes an hour or two and then they go home. Well, I want you to spend like a little bit more time. Like I said, get to know these organizations, reach out, send an email, mm-hmm. call, say, I have two little kids. You're probably a little too young for that, but you know, I have two little kids I want to bring. What can we do on a Saturday afternoon? Mm -hmm. How can we be a megaphone about your cause? Like Mm -hmm. there's a hundred different things and it doesn't take money. It really, really doesn't. And that's the great thing about it is anybody can do it. Yes. I mean, there are causes. And so I want you to find a cause that speaks to you because if it doesn't speak to you, it won't stick. Mm -hmm. And I care a lot about like sticky service. So I want you to keep coming back and I don't want it to be a one-time service project. I want it to be a cause that your family cares about. You know, mm-hmm. and so finding something that speaks to your family, your family values, um, something that's close to your heart, maybe even extended family, which is really cool. So I'm working on um, period poverty in Utah, and we are trying to solve period poverty a number of ways. And the first one was Sister Goods, which I started um, about a year ago, which is um, raising money. I ended up partnering with the Utah Food Bank, and we're um, raising funds to get pads and tampons distributed to their 200 pantries, which include some school pantries um, for women and girls that do not have access to period products. Um, they're expensive. You can't use food stamps when you buy menstrual products. So um, like, you know, we have, I look at like even I learned today, 38% of single moms in Utah are living under the poverty level. And so you think about, you know, half of our single moms don't have access to mm-hmm. period products and you could look at their kids and it's just this vicious cycle. And we know that kids are hungry in Utah and we know that they go and get a free, they have a, they have a free lunch program. But what we don't talk about is that all of those girls that go to school also don't have access to menstrual products. And that oftentimes every single month, their mom is choosing between a meal or period products and they're going to choose food. Mm-hmm. So they're coming to school without what they have. They don't have product. Um, they often will stay home from school. They'll miss school. Even when they're at school, they're so consumed. You know, as a 13-year-old, yeah. you're like, am I That's bleeding through? Am I... And so it's called presenteeism where even though you're sitting at school, you know you're about to have your period and you're not mentally at school yeah. because you're consumed with that. And, you know, just adds another layer of, of hard. And so 
we are working on legislation, a bill that um, would be free pads and tampons in all Utah schools, um, public and charter schools in the unisex, girls and staff restrooms. So the uh, legislative session will start in January and we have about six weeks through March and um, it's going really well. We're the first, um, we're the first special, not special, um, Anyways, we're like the first priority bill of the okay. session, which is incredible. Wow. So um, we're working super, super hard on it. But legislation, um, I don't have any interest in politics, <laughs> but you realize if you really want real and lasting change, there needs to be policy that goes alongside mm -hmm. of that. So we're working hard on that. So it's been fun to kind of go about it from the food bank side where I'm trying to raise money and awareness. Awareness mm -hmm. is a huge mm -hmm. part of this because when you bring this up, everyone's like, wait, what? And then they're like, oh. Yeah, they are expensive. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I've never thought that if a little girl doesn't have food, they don't have period. And that's something I never thought about until I've seen yeah. you post about it. And I love, I can't remember when you posted about it, the example you gave how like when a child goes to the bathroom at school, they don't have to worry about yeah. finding toilet yeah. paper. Yeah. But and so I never thought about that before. And I love Yeah. That. Yeah. It's I a natural it. occurrence and there's so much shame and stigma around periods still. Mm -hmm. You know, someone's saying they a tampon dropped out of their purse and they're like, oh. it's like, no, we all have periods. Yes. Every woman from the beginning yes. of time has had periods. And we're there's still in 2021 shame and stigma around it. And so I don't think it's, it's just been overlooked, yeah. you know, year after year after year. And so we're finally, I just am like, my kids cannot be doing this again. And mm -hmm. I talked to a woman who said 27 years ago, I was, at a kid, I did a home visit because she worked for a PTA, um, like at a Title One school. And I said, 27 years ago, she went to a girl's house and she was home because she was on her period. I'm like, I can't let another year go by yeah. with letting that happen, let, letting our girls down because we don't charge for toilet paper. Mm -hmm. We don't make a little boy go into the office and say, I have to go number two. Can you give me toilet paper? Yeah. Like it's the same with our girls and it's uncontrollable. We can't stop it, you mm -hmm. know, like a bloody nose. If you're sitting in a meeting, in a business meeting, <laughs> up at the legislature, and you had a bloody nose, you'd have to go take care of it. You yeah. couldn't just sit there and continue to let it bleed. Yeah. And so we try to talk like that to help men understand. <laughs> um, but I think it's working. I love that. I love it. Okay. I think that in our world today, especially with how huge social media is, it's easy to see somebody who's out there doing all the things and think that they're superhuman that they don't have to deal with the yes. things us mere mortals do like uh commitment and motivation and finding energy and having discipline so how do you overcome some of those things what are things you do um daily that help you be able to do all the things that yeah. you need to and want to do yeah well, there is one overarching answer to that <laughs> is that if you when you came in today, I have two people, actually that's a lie, I have more. I had two people, two women assistants helping me. Like I have a <laughs> lot of help. And so I think on social media, we have this really false idea of women running businesses, you know, Kristen running, you know, service projects and not showing the behind the scenes. So I really do try to talk about, I have a nanny, I have an assistant. I have so much help so I can go and do things that I care about. Now, once again, there's a season for that. And that's mm -hmm. probably not the case 
with a lot of people, but if you see a superhuman woman doing superhuman things, it means that she's doing a percentage of it yep. and other people are doing the other percentage, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we can't do it all. We all have to sleep a little bit. We all have to be with her, you know? And so I think showing the full picture is, um, it, I won't go into this anyways. <laughs> I have a post about like this Whitney Houston wig and this girl grew up and she's like, I didn't realize that Whitney Houston had a wig. Like, why didn't she tell me? I tried to get my hair like hers. It never ended up like hers. And I love that thought because it's like, if I went and was like, oh, I just do this. And I spent all day doing good. And I'm picking my kids up from school. Like, I have probably five people at my house right now, like, working for me. You know? Like, that. that's just the reality yes, of it. And so, yes. you too. And I even just when I had a full-time nanny, I said, if you had someone else doing what you do for 40 hours a week, what could you get done? And they're like, oh, a lot. I'm like, then that's me. Yeah. Like, I have a second pair of hands for 40 hours a week doing everything that I do. Mm-hmm. So, I can get twice as much done. Yeah. Um, so that is my real response because that's the truth. Yeah, that's real. Um, and I love that you are so good about being open and willing to say that because I think there also is a little bit of a stigma around that too. So I love that you're willing to talk about that because the reality of it is when somebody's out there accomplishing all the things, they're not doing all of it. You pick like what your top priorities are and you do those so that you can do them the best way possible. Right. And then delegate. Delegate. <laughs> I delegate almost everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like I'm there for my kid. I want to be there at school pickup. And I, you know, there's certain things that I, I need to do, but the rest I can't delegate. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do that, don't like that. You can't compare yourself with others that do. Yeah. And so I even look at women running businesses. I'm like, how do they do it all? And I think, well, they get a lot more help. Yeah. You know, and so you really have to be realistic about that. But also we all, you know, in different times of life, um, focus on different things. If your focus is your family right now or your focus is your job right now, like Mm -hmm. that's awesome. And do that when you're there, be all in. And that's what I really try to do when after school, I try to be all in with my kids when I'm during the day. And I, the other day I said to my friend, is it okay that I don't think about my kids all day when I'm out <laughs> doing? And I'm like, like, I literally was like, no, is this okay? Because I'm so engrossed in what I'm yeah. doing and it's so exciting to me. And I was like, actually, that's fine. Because then I can come pick them up and I'm genuinely excited yes. to be with them and hang out. And this is when your you know, kids are in school. But um, wherever I am, I'm all in. And that's really how I try to be. And I think that's also part of being Kristen is when you're out doing something else, like you're fully in that thing, living into it. And then when you're with your kids, you're fully there, fully living into it. And that allows you to be yourself. But I I do think it is common to be like, I'm so happy right now without my kids. Is that okay? And it 100% is because you have your own identity too. You're not just mom. Yeah. And by the way, if you don't care about that or you love staying at home, playing Legos, being mom, baking bread, like, I'm so jealous. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I wish it was like, I mean, I was born, like, when my first kid, I was like, ah, ah, I felt suffocated. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I finally arrived. Yeah. And so we're all so different. Like, I literally wish that I, my whole life, like, my friends that were like, I just like to be home all day. And I'm like, you do? Like, <laughs> I do everything in my power to get out of my yeah. house. And so I was so jealous that they felt so content being home. And so mm-hmm. you don't have to be out trying to save the world all day. If you're happy at home, that's really so exciting. Or you have a job that you love. Like that's so great. Yeah. So we all have our different roles. And we need all of us. We need the homemakers that want to be at home. And we need 
the middle, you know, women doing different mm-hmm. things. And we need the women at work working hard. We yes. do. We need all of us. Yes. It's like, it's almost like an orchestra. Like if we totally. all played the same yeah. instrument, how boring would that yeah. be? We need us all to be so different. And that's what makes it so beautiful. Absolutely. So I love that. All right. Two final questions to finish up. First one, somebody runs into you at a restaurant or somewhere and they're saying, I'm struggling to find myself, my place, my thing. What is one thing you would tell them? Whether it's a quote, um, an action they should take, a mind shift, what, what would you tell them? Um, I think I tell them that, and I did a talk on this once, that the journey is the destination. Like you're never going to find yourself. I remember I wanted to have a food network show and I wanted to teach cooking classes and you I basically wanted to have your own food network show right, on your Instagram. Right, right. <laughs> but I'm like pivoting from that yes. now. Like I don't want my own, like, so life is like full of pivots. And so when you're like, I finally found myself, I finally, like when you finally get to that, you realize like, Oh, but that's actually, when you feel empty again. Yeah. It's like, actually that's not what I want. And, and so the, like finding joy in the journey to me, like being curious, like that's what I love right now so much is like learning, being curious, meeting new people, networking. And maybe that's different to you, but like being mm-hmm. curious in whatever it is in your life that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the journey is the destination. Like, you know, we've sold companies, we've had these like amazing moments that it's like everyone would wait their whole life for in a life. Mm-hmm. And then there's laundry and dinner and then you wake up the next morning and you're like, what's next? Yeah. And, and it's, it's, there's never a final destination. You never figure out, Oh, this is who I am. Like this who I am it. now. I never would have called out three years ago. Mm-hmm. That's not who I wanted to be three years ago. Yeah. And I don't, now I'm like, I the world is so open and so much coming. And so I just say, yeah, enjoy the journey. Be curious. Uh, there is, there is no destination. That's a great answer. I love that. Okay, last question to finish up. If you could make one law that everybody had to follow, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Oh, one law that everyone had to follow. I think it would probably... I'm like thinking about, for some reason, like, like domestic violence come, like, like <laughs> ki- kindness. We I mean, couldn't like put into law, but like, no, um, I don't know. That's a hard one. Cause I'm like, how do you reinforce kindness? You can't yeah. really do that, but you can reinforce like violence or, you know, um, I, it'd probably be something about kindness. I love that. And it's, again, it's hard to put into words, yeah. but I know what, yeah. I know where you're coming from. And I think, I think sometimes we forget like every interaction we have with somebody, it leaves them feeling some kind of way. Totally. And I think we also forget that we have a choice over how we leave those people. Totally. And so yeah. I'll like, why not choose kindness? Yeah. Like why not leave everybody feeling totally. better than when yeah. you saw them? For sure. So I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank yes, you for the time today. Absolutely. I feel very um, inspired by your conversation. Oh, and you. I know that everyone else will too. So thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. That is all we have for today. And we will see you guys next week.